Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Today, I wanted to spend some time talking about making yourself a priority. I'm going to actually talk about this on a couple episodes that are coming up. I'm going to kind of have that be the theme for this month. This is a new thing I'm trying. So when we talk about making yourself a priority, just kind of, I want to dig in a little bit about that because I think that there's all these things that we talk about on this show. A lot of it has to do with food and changing our relationship with food. And what I'm really starting to experience and see and hear from, you know, other people is that it's very hard to do that when you're not making yourself a priority or you're not really taking good care of yourself. So I think in order to be able to make your health and your wellness a priority, that self-care or prioritizing your health is something that has become apparent that needs to be a part of the process as well. So in this episode today, we're going to talk all about making yourself a priority and why you need to make yourself a priority and just some of the benefits and consequences and ideas about self-care and making yourself a priority. So come listen in and we'll chat all things self-care and self-prioritization. I spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about why diets don't work and how to become more in tune with what our bodies are telling us. And I realized that before we can actually get to that point, we probably need to have some space and learn how to make ourselves a priority so that we can make those changes happen. Until we do that, it's going to be really hard to proceed to the bigger picture of concentrating on our health goals. Because what tends to happen, I see is, or that I'm becoming to see, is that typically, even if we have the best intentions, if we don't make ourselves a priority, then it's very difficult to then make all the subsequent health changes that you want in your life a priority too. So, over the next few episodes, I want to start spending some time talking about making yourself a priority and how to implement self-care into your daily routine, because we'll talk about this as, as the episode progresses, but I think the goal in all of this is to try to make yourself a priority on most days so that when you get to this place, that life is like a shit show. You already have some of the skills that you need to get yourself through that process because it inevitably will happen. But if you've become better at taking care of yourself, then it may just be a tiny bit easier when that shit show inevitably happens. So my story, when it comes to self-care, I, I know I talked about this on the background of this podcast was that, you know, I went through a really tough season. And I think because of that, you know, during that time, I wasn't taking care of myself at all. And I think that the goal or what came out of that season was that I started to make myself more of a priority. And it was my mission then afterwards to help other women try to create a balance in their own life and to have some prioritization in their own life. I don't know about you, but I suspect that you may be like me and that you always want to help other people. And it may sometimes be at the expense of your own wellness. I generally find it much easier to focus on helping someone else rather than allowing someone to help me. And that might be you too. I find a lot of busy women do that. 
a few years ago, I found myself in this particularly difficult season. This is when I had this devastating hip fracture as a result of my pregnancy. I was non-weight bearing, which means I was on crutches and a scooter for at least a year with lots of recovery, which is still ongoing four years later. I had a sudden death of my father, and then I was also going through a divorce. So I was struggling. You know, for the majority of my life, I really prided myself on never needing to ask for help. And I felt like maybe it didn't always work, but I never felt like things were so bad that I needed to ask for help. But then when shit hit the fan during this season, I didn't really have a choice. Things were so bad that I needed to ask for help because what was happening is that I was, instead of asking for help, I was trying to do everything on my own. And what that basically did is it drove myself down to the bottom of the priority ladder. So everything became more important than my needs. So it was my son and it was taking care of everybody else and myself, you know, not being taken care of at all. So I bet you can imagine how that worked out. Probably not great if now I have a mission to help people and I have a podcast about it, right? But, you know, I think what happened was, is that even though I knew I was at the bottom of the priority list in my own life, I just kept trudging along, continuing with that process, having too much pride to ask for help, thinking that somehow I could still do it all. But eventually, this lack of self-prioritization really had a devastating impact on my life and on my health in general. You know, I talk about in here my hip a lot. Well, it took longer to heal. It's four years later, and it's I'm finally starting to be able to do stuff with it. I gained weight. I was eating like crazy because I was having a very hard time dealing with the emotional hardship that was happening in my life and that I was internalizing. I was inconsistent with my, you know, emotional therapy. I was doing multiple therapy during this time. So I was doing physical therapy and pelvic floor therapy. And I was also doing, you know, my, my mental therapy and had my therapist. And I, because it was hard for me to walk, I wasn't going to those appointments on a regularly scheduled time because it was hard to get to my therapist being on crutches. But because of all those things, I was in really bad shape. And I think at some point, probably with the help of becoming more consistent with my therapy sessions, I started to, you know, I knew that I wasn't making myself a priority, but it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. But then when you go and you talk to a mental health professional, like I did, and like that I had been going to pretty, you know, was more consistent than that, I started to really see that I needed to make myself a priority again. Had I not had those therapy sessions or had things not gotten so bad, I don't know that I would have ever had that realization. So had I not had that realization, I think I could have kept going on and on without any changing. So perhaps that's why I think it's something that's really important because I think that a lot of people are afraid to go to therapists. And I think a lot of women in general think that it's not really a good time to then take care of themselves and make themselves a priority. So when we talk about making ourselves or yourself a priority, what does that even mean? Well, I think that this is something that we as women all struggle with. And, you know, I am not a mental health professional, so I can only speak from the experience that I went through in terms of self-prioritization. And so that's what I'm going to speak to. 
when it comes to making yourself a priority, I suspect it probably means paying attention to what your body and your mind is telling you and allowing yourself to discover, you know, what's important to you and what makes you feel like your true self and what makes you feel relaxed and content. And I think for a lot of us, we feel like having you know, and making ourselves a priority is somehow either it's not necessary. It's selfish. I think that's something that I really struggled with for a long time. Maybe even you think that you can take care of yourself when life is less hectic and you have much more free time. But what I realized my own journey is that I don't think I would have ever made or taken the time for self-care unless I really saw the benefit of how it could help me in my own life. Even when I saw the benefit, being consistent with it was a whole nother beast. But I think that because I continued to seek the advice of a mental health professional, I could really see and they could remind me of the benefit that I was experiencing by, you know, making myself a priority. Self-prioritization seems so hard to do because it requires a change in our routine that might be different from what we're normally doing. You know, I think that I found myself in this spot like, maybe life isn't so bad right now. Maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. I don't know if that's something that you've felt, but it's like that way that we kind of fool ourselves that we can get through it and, and we don't really make need to make the change that we know is probably pretty hard realized along this journey is that there will always be stress at home and there will always be stress at work. Life will always be hectic and there will always be less free time than you imagined. You'll probably feel this way until, you know, your your end years probably. What I have also realized is that we are all deserving of the love and respect that only we can provide to ourselves. I think that we forget that we are the only ones that are going to take care of ourselves. Who else is going to do it? Even if you have family and friends and loved ones, I mean, nobody is going to love you as much as you are going to love yourself. And we've been given this beautiful vessel of life, you know, that we must take care of. And we it's very hard to take care of other people if we are not taking care of ourselves first. I know you all heard the this old saying of you can't pour from an empty cup, but I think this is further proof that in order to help others, we must take care of ourselves first. And and I and I know and I know being a busy woman yourself that that's something that you probably do too. You probably put everybody else's needs before your own. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about in the next couple episodes of how to put your needs first so that ultimately you be, you can become a better person to yourself, to your friends, your loved ones, your family, whoever needs you and you want to be of service too. As busy women, the excuses that I hear all the time not to make self-care a priority typically fall in one of three categories. The first is, I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money. I feel like when it comes to therapy, that's something that I hear a lot of women talk about. So, you know, there are people out there that, that are really scared to go to therapy. And I was one of them before I even started my own journey. And they were the two that I would use. Like, 
I don't have time. They're not in my insurance coverage. I don't, I don't have the money for it. Now that I've been going for a really long time, I mean, I've been going to therapy for probably 15 years. You know, I see the benefit and what I always think about therapy is it's priceless, you know, like that MasterCard commercial, but it is, I mean, nothing, the feeling of being connected to who you are and having that revelation of what you need, it's, it is, it's priceless. And I don't think that unless we do the internal work, even if it costs money, I don't think that, you know, obviously there are people that really can't afford it. And I know that there's a lot of options out there for that, like sliding scale therapy, but in this case, when we talk about self, you know, self-prioritization and self-care, it doesn't have to just be therapy. It could be anything that makes you feel better. One of the things about self-care really is that it's this opportunity to help us refuel and rejuvenate and taking some kind of deliberate action to preserve or improve either our physical, emotional, or mental health. So you know, that I don't have time, I don't have money excuse. There are lots of things that you can do to take care of yourself that don't cost money and may not take as much time if you're doing it a little bit more often than, you know, than, than just every once in a blue moon. The second excuse I hear a lot is it's just too hard. I just don't think that I'm disciplined enough to do it. And the last excuse I hear is I feel bad or I feel guilty for putting myself first and that it just seems really selfish. I'm going to talk them and break down these excuses as we move through this prioritization and self-prioritization series. But during this episode, I really wanted to highlight the benefits of self-care. And again, remember this practice of self-care is just taking a deliberate action to improve our physical, emotional, or mental health. So why is it that self-care and prioritizing yourself isn't really important? Well, I mean, self-care is really important and prioritizing yourself is important because it's a way to really stop and listen to what you're feeling and to slow down and, and to become in touch with who you are. I know a lot of us don't want to do that because it's really hard. It's really hard to stop and look at where we're at, especially if we're in a place that we don't want to be. I mean, how many times have you actually really sat down and thought, oh shit, this is nowhere where I thought my life would be at 40 or 50 or 60, right? So it's very hard to actually sit down and become in touch with yourselves. We're always running, running, running. But really taking time to provide yourself with self, you know, with some, with some loving and care is going to be really helpful because it's going to let you live in the moment and not feel like you're running away from your life. Some of the benefits of self-care include improved emotional state. So for a lot of people, once they are able to take a little bit more time, and really tune into how they feel that they may be able to really start to identify what they want or what they need. That could be anything that could become emotionally or physically or mentally. You know, you may be like, okay, I'm, I feel like I, I need to take better care of my physical health. And so just stopping will help you realize like, okay, I can do this and this is what I need. You know, research shows that self-care and people who do regular self-care are less susceptible to feelings of anxiety and depression. You know, anxiety is something that I have struggled with my entire life. And I definitely can say that 
when I take the time to meditate or take time for myself every day, the anxious feelings that I have always seem to be much more manageable. Self-care also helps alleviate stress and will allow you to feel like you have more in control. It is going to be able, you're really going to be able to tap into what your body needs, whether it me, whether that means with food or with movement, but you can really get into this place of being, feeling like you're able to nurture yourself, maybe even emotionally. People who perform self-care regularly um, tend to have improved immune function, better self-esteem and confidence. What we see is that there's also this, this feeling of like relaxation and calmness because you're taking the time and the space to really figure out what you need and what's going to help you feel better. People that practice self-care have, are better able to manage stress and any uncontrollable situations that inevitably happen, they're much able to cope. What we also see is an improved immune function. So they're much better at, you know, combating diseases. And overall, you know, as women, I know that we all like to take care of other people. And so self-care is a way that you can actually be a better caregiver if that's something that you feel is part of your personality. And that really helps give you some value in your life. It's very hard to be a good caregiver when you're not taking care of yourself first. Some of the consequences of not doing self-care, which I know I've experienced firsthand and I bet you have as well, will be that you may feel tired and stressed and anxious and burnt out and overexpended. You may have no idea what it will, what it is that will make you feel better physically, emotionally, and mentally. You may find it difficult to schedule something for yourself. And then what ends up happening is, is that you may feel really disconnected to what your needs are because you actually don't know what they are because you're, you, you haven't allowed the space for that to happen. You may feel feelings of resentment, anger, or unhappiness and feel like the world owes you something or somehow you're being wronged because of the consequences of not taking care of yourself. You may have low self-esteem you may feel like you're not living up to your potential. And, you know, I think a lot of people just in general feel, you know, like this, there's no motivation and you don't even really know where to start or what to do. Does any of that sound familiar? I know you've experienced these because I've experienced them too. So what do we do, right? What, how do we, like, we'll talk about this very quickly. And in the previous episode, on the health tip Tuesday, I really talked about like some of the ways that we can take care of ourselves. And so I'll, I'll address a couple of them here, but there's a little bit more of a list on the previous episode. So check that out. So when it comes to self-care, it's just really giving yourself and doing something for yourself that you enjoy. Right. So that could be like anything. It could be like getting enough sleep or putting your phone away at night so that you have time to spend with yourself and with your family, not even your phone, any of the electronics and that you're actually living in the moment and connecting with yourself and with your loved ones. It could be setting boundaries with other people. How many of us women do this where we overextend ourselves to the point that we are mad at ourselves that we've agreed to do this once again, when we've promised ourselves that we wouldn't anymore and that we wouldn't always say yes. 
So part of self-care is, is that is setting boundaries and sticking to them. Another thing with self-care is stop saying yes to the things that you don't want to do, right? Self-care also is sleeping and exercising and eating well. And also it's eating things that nourish you, but then eating things that you're craving too. So when I say eating well, I just mean like eating things that are going to provide you really good nutrition, but knowing that, you know, there's going to be other things like chocolate chip cookies and pizza that you like too, and not depriving yourself of that. It's much when it comes to food and nutrition and intuitive eating, it's much easier to do that and to be accepting of the things and to be to let go of the food rules when you are more in touch and feeling like you're taking really good care of yourself. I think what happens, especially when it comes to food, is that we put all these rules and we police ourselves and what we eat because we're not taking care of ourselves. And so it's a way that we're further not taking care of ourselves because we do all these things because we feel so disconnected to our bodies. So one of the ways that we can start to reconnect is, you know, reconnecting with food and then we're able to feel a little bit more of what our body needs. And then ultimately, you know, that will help us have better health in the long run. Other things that I like to do when it comes to self-care is a gratitude journal, which I've talked about this a million times before, you know, having a couple things that I like to do every day that I'm thankful for. God, if I'm in the shittiest mood, I'll write down a couple of things and then I just think, wow, I'm really grateful because I have a lot of stuff that's pretty great. Another thing with self-care is really scheduling, you know, like scheduling doctor's appointments. That's a really big one. I mean, I feel like if I'm worried that I have to get some blood work done and it may not be great, then I don't always want to go to that doctor's appointment. I see a chiropractor for my hip. I don't always like to do that, but I schedule it ahead of time and I go because I know that that's the best way that I can care for myself and get myself into a place that I'm feeling better and in less pain. You could do something like listening to music or listening to your favorite podcast. All of those things or even journaling are really great ways to take care of yourself. I did a previous, one of my very first episodes on this podcast was with my friend, Dr. Nancy McGuire, and that was in episode four. And we talked about how self-care doesn't have to be so hard. And so check out that episode. It's pretty great. Like we, and it's very easy. It's about like the breathing and just different ways to take care of ourselves and to practice self-care. So for more self-care ideas, again, you can listen to the health tip Tuesday before this episode, and I'll go into it a little bit deeper. So now that we've talked about self-care and making yourself a priority, how do we do it? Well, I'll talk about a couple ways today and I'll dig deeper in the upcoming weeks, but I would say that there's just a couple things to start off with. First is to start small, make just one small thing. So for you, it may just be the idea of realizing that you don't practice self-care. And then that's the first step. Maybe for somebody else, you may be somebody who've been thinking about maybe you need to pursue some kind of therapy or you need to practice something different with the way you eat. Well, that could be, that's a step, right? So it's just to start small and just practice and figure out one behavior that will make you feel better and do it over and over again each day. The more consistent you are, 
the better you're going to feel when times are really bad and you have no skills. That's what happened to me. I didn't have any skills for self-care. And so if you're able to start small and do a little bit each day, it gets a little bit easier over time. And then you now have a skill that's in your toolbox for when life inevitably throws a curveball at you. Number two is to schedule self-care or schedule making yourself a priority. It's never going to happen if you don't schedule it. You just don't magically start taking care of yourself. Trust me, I've tried. It doesn't happen. And if it does do it, it's so like it's not consistent enough for probably you really to reap the benefits. Number three is to just forgive yourself if you didn't do it and then get back on track the next day. So I'll spend more time scheduling. I'll spend some more time in the upcoming episodes on how to start making yourself a priority. But like I said, I'm going to spend some time over the next few podcasts talking about self-care, self-prioritization, how to start making yourself a priority and how to incorporate it in your own life. You know, I, and at this point, it's just, you want to create the routines and practice making yourself a priority so that you have these skills in your tool box for when things in life gets crazy and you can help yourself navigate through that time. And I want you to recognize that what you need today for self-care may be different than it is, than it will be in a couple months or a couple years, because your priorities will change as you enter new seasons or new situations in your life. So thanks for listening today. I am just so grateful to have you here with me. And I want you to remember to start where you're at when it comes to self-care. Any kind of behavior change is not an impossibility, but it does require a small, consistent change practice over time. The more you do it, no matter how small, the easier it gets and becomes. It's not about being perfect. It's about being 1% better each day. So be kind to your yourself, friends, and, you know, start thinking about some ways that you can make yourself a priority and start trying to see if there's a way that you can schedule that into your day. And it may be something as simple as taking a few deep breaths today and then doing it again tomorrow. We're doing it most days of the week. So no matter how small, it will make a difference, I assure you. So I'll see you guys back here next week. And thanks again for listening. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.